All right, episode 35, we have Anshu Dua, the Shat Company, Cameron McCarthy, We Stock. We're talking snacks. We're talking, I believe, Indian inspired. That's right. Let's talk about that. Uh, Let's talk about that, Anshu. Give us a little bit of history on the company. How did it start? What's it all about? Yeah, so um, I think everyone on this call knows what tapas are, right? And chat, think of chat as Indian tapas. So really the inspiration for starting the business was to bring the flavors of chat, which are the street snacks of India, in a convenient format for American snackers. And it was really driven by you know, my desire to bring a little bit more diversity and ethnic flavors into snacking. Certainly, Mark, you're in snacking, um, so you know the industry very well. And I think there's a a lot of white space to bring an ethnic brand uh, with some new uh, flavors in a format that Americans understand in the space. And that's what we're focused on uh, from uh, Indian snacks and my background, I was born in India, grew up here in the U.S., um, have had sort of a long career in tech, but decided to jump into the CPG world predominantly because, uh, you know, I wanted to reconnect with uh, my ethnic past and, and uh, you know, build a big, big business in doing that. Why would you ever do that, most would say, who are in the CPG space? Uh, but we'll get to that topic on another show. Um, it, what year did you start? Yeah, we started the business, oh God, uh, it's been uh, six years. So 2014, we started the business. And, you know, to be honest, I spent the first uh, year just learning about the industry and networking and building uh, you know, advisors in the space that could guide me. I've been very, very fortunate to have folks um, to just teach me uh, a lot about the industry and the ins and outs of it. And that, um, you know, it feels like uh, such a long time ago, but, uh, you know, we started the business in 2014 um, and, and actually started with a very different product than, than what we have today. Uh, we started with a, a, a dairy product, a savory yogurt snack. Um, which was an Indian-inspired yogurt. And that's what we actually launched at Expo East back in uh, 2016. So it took us a couple of years to, to get going. Uh, if you're watching this, you're in CPG or want to get in, there is no doubt that there is a learning curve. Uh, I talk about it often. I, it, it took me at least 18 months of just getting pounded. Um, and I still learn each day. It's not like you, you come to some perfection. Um, I learn every single day something new. And it's just to get a little step closer to understanding the dynamic of the space, but also how to uh, avoid certain hurdles. But if you came from a, a different arena, uh, there definitely is a learning curve. If we were to talk about the presentation of the product so people could really, they're going to check you out anyway, but talk about what the presentation looks like today. It, is it in a individual cup? And if so, what is it specifically? Yeah, so uh, I mentioned we had originally launched 
launched as savory yogurt failed, right? And I'm going to be very honest and transparent. It failed from uh, my expectation. But what we learned was from that experience was uh, Americans are ready for uh, more flavor forward, ethnically inspired snacks, but you have to give it to them in a format that they understand, right? So one of the things that we looked at during the, the two years that we had our initial product line was, well, what is that format? And what we recognized was, well, it's easy. It's a chip and dip, right? So you think about the snack pack uh, segment of the industry, uh, predominantly dominated by, um, you know, you have Mexican salsas, you have hummus and pretzels, you have meat and cheese. Uh, and so we thought that's the right segment to really uh, establish our brand in. And so what we've launched is essentially an individual uh, serving of a chip and dip. It's a pop chickpea chip with three different types of Indian dips or chutneys. We've got some really cool flavors, tamarind, a savory coconut, and then a South Indian curry tomato chutney. And that's the product set that we have out on the market today. It sounds delicious. It is. Uh, and, I got to get you some know, samples. <laughs> I'll be the first. Um, I think you messaged me and you said something like, you need to get some ethnic brands on there. And you know me, I'm, I'm all about the, I'm, I'm all about, you know, togetherness. Yes. If you're watching this, my brothers and sisters, come to me, bring me your stuff. I want you on here. I want to talk about all types of food and beverage. Uh, this is about community. Uh, let's get back to the show here. Um, I like that. Now let's talk about how you were able to put that together. Uh, you, uh, you aren't programming anymore. You know, this isn't programming. We're not, okay. <laughs> we're talking, we're talking, you got to get the hands on something. You got to bring it into a co-packer. Uh, in some instances, sometimes you start small in the kitchen, could be your own kitchen. Then you go to commercial kitchen. How did you start that? What was the first direction in getting that going? Yeah. So, um, you know, I spent 2016 with the product set that we had initially launched, uh, doing uh, several hundred demos myself, right? And and just interacting with consumers and getting that direct feedback, right? That was one of the most invaluable experiences I had in this space. Um, and from that experience, what we recognized was, look, the flavors that we've created are uh, accepted by a vast majority of Americans, right? We just have to figure out how to put it in a format that they understand. And so um, we actually have one of my partners is a culinarian. Uh, he comes from a, uh, he's a chef. He owned a restaurant in the uh, uh, East Village in Manhattan. And so him and I got together and we did a lot of just, you know, tabletop R&D trials. Uh, we would take out samples to um, offices in New York City. So we leveraged um, you know, we work and we just do free tastings. And again, we gather a lot of good feedback, both qualitative, and then we'd have them fill out a survey and, and get some quant feedback as well. And from that, we really sort of solidified our flavors. And then we found uh, a facility where I am right now in New Jersey that would help us really bring the product to life, right? And the challenge that we have is we have a chip, which Mark, you're familiar with a dry component, and then we have a dip, 
right? Which is a wet component, right? So if you think about how the food industry is structured, you either do one or the other, right? There's very few businesses of our size that can do both. And we had to figure that out and, and we did, um, but that was one of the biggest challenges that we face in launching this, this product line. That's a great answer. Um, and uh, I, I feel your sentiment on that. You are putting the two components together, which actually um, to me is a, a value add, number one, and two does give you a little bit of a, a nice brand positioning um, so long that you can you know, sell it through. There, there's, there's hurdles, right? Um, I want to go back though, again, for those that are thinking about this, how do you get going, uh, sampling and getting feedback from people. And I've said this before, not your mama, not your mama. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you, I, I've said this before, I have a Jewish mother. You want to know what she tells me? Everything I want to hear. Don't do that. Go to people that don't know you, right? Who are, they're just, be, they're willing to, to hurt your feelings. Uh, that's who's going to tell you whether or not you have something uh, tangible or not. Uh, so, I like that. Now, as far as distribution, uh, yep. if you would, we could start earlier, but let's talk about now. Um, yeah. Are you solely a direct-to-consumer or did you enter into some retail channels? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah, no, totally. So our product is, is unique. Not only is it, uh, you know, manufacturing side a challenge, which I think you're right, is, it, is a competitive advantage for us. But the, the, the dips or the chutneys, we're actually using HPP processing to preserve it, which means a refrigerated product that gets you the, the freshest taste. And so our distribution is in a cold chain distribution. And, you know, let's talk pre-COVID and then during COVID, right? So we're a single serve, convenient, on-the-go snack, right? Our predominant channels pre-COVID were what we know in the industry is food service, right? So we were selling into large universities, right? Uh, your Cornells, your Yales, uh, Penn State, these were all customers of ours. We were selling our product into office pantries, right? Bloomberg, LinkedIn, right? These are all places where, hey, you have a diverse young snacking audience that's captive and they're looking for brands that they can relate with. Right. And so we were providing that solution to those channels. Um, we were also fortunate enough to uh, have the support of Whole Foods in the natural and specialty channel. So you think about grocery and what's unique is we were actually merchandised in that channel in the prepared foods part of the store. Right. So your your grab and go impulse purchaser is where we really positioned our product. Fast forward, you have this pandemic. Right. And uh, so colleges, as we know, are shut down and questionable which come back. Um, you have office buildings. You've got the CEO of Google saying, hey, we're not letting 200,000 people come back to work until 2021, right? And then you, in the channel, the natural specialty channel that we were predominantly focused, you have a significant decline in foot traffic, right? So... Uh, you looked at all those things and I was sitting around in March and said, hey, do we have a business here? Um, and luckily, because, you know, we have a, such a unique brand and a unique product set, we were able to very quickly pivot 
as I like to use that word, and focus on channels that we thought were going to see some growth. Online e-commerce, um, certain, certain physical retailers that um, you know, have a strong digital presence. So we were very quickly able to launch on, for example, nationwide on Amazon Fresh. And it was the first time in our brand's history that we're actually accessible nationwide. And it only took a pandemic to get us there. So it's been a sort of a roller coaster the last few months. But again, going back on our strength of the brand and the product, we've been able to uh, navigate that. Nice. Yeah. Um, you had to pivot, at, at, you know, post-March. Um, everybody did in, in all types of verticals. I mean, we're not just even talking about food and beverage, but since we're specifically talking about that, you had to make sure you were covering your bases. Uh, if you were in food service, you're moving something else. Um, if you were too heavy in retail, you were starting to focus more on digital. I, my post this morning was about, we added another, um, another two SKUs on Amazon from concept, meaning the actual idea to me saying to the team was three weeks ago to being listed and for sale today. That's the difference, right? You can Crazy. move on a dime. And yeah. so you, you have to be focused on direct to consumer if you weren't already and be prepared to go heavy into it. It's not like one of these passing moments. It's this is, this is what it's going to be. Um, you can still play in retail. You still, you still focus and support your retail partnerships. Uh, and you can look for more. Uh, they just have to be, uh, they have to be the right ones. And you have to be looking at them in a, a little bit of a different way, all at the same time watching your cash, um, because this is not going away. Uh, and it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, again, to, to reference a past note, I think this is 18 to 24 months of weathering a storm. Um, and, and we don't even really know what that looks like outside the storm, but it is 18 to 24 months staying super laser focused. What does it look like for the next 12 months, assuming that it's kind of the way we're feeling it now, you know, we're kind of back in the shelter schools now, we're kind of, my kids are going to have to do the home thing for a minute, but maybe go back. Uh, let's say it slowly opens up over the course of the next 12 months. What does the company look like uh, in Q2, Q3 of 21? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Just like you, Mark, you know, we've had to rapidly uh, iterate on our product set as well, right? So, um, you know, as I mentioned, our product is a refrigerated snack pack, right? Uh, for meant for on-the-go consumption. So we've had to do some hard thinking and quick thinking on, hey, what's happening in the space, right? There's a lot of consumers now buying digitally directly from brands or from online platforms. Can we offer up um, new products that uh, allow us to go after that opportunity, right? You know this, shipping a refrigerated product can be a challenge. So we've actually come up and we haven't announced it yet, but we're uh, going to be launching a uh, a new snack that's uh, a shelf-stable version of the flavors with our branding that we're going to offer out to um, retailers, but also direct, right? And I'm really excited about that. Um, we are starting to see some business from those food service channels come back. We just got a, a, a PO from a, a major college partner um, that just loves our product and loves our brand. 
but doesn't really know how many students are going to come back on campus. So they made a purchase. It's less than what it was last year, right? Uh, we are seeing um, some of the relationships we set up with Compass and Sodexo. They've been calling us uh, because they're now sort of offering snack boxes directly to employees, right? So how do we get our product into those types of um, opportunities, right? And so we are seeing that. I would say Q2, uh, you know, next year, we've launched a shelf-stable snacking line that allows us to go after D2C opportunities, allows us to also list directly on Amazon, um, as well as take advantage of these digital basket builders, as I call them, uh, and allow them to interact with the brand in ways that we didn't focus on necessarily prior to COVID. Good for you, man. Great answers, uh, well articulated. I can tell you're a smart dude. <laughs> uh, and, you know, also because when you mentioned the universities, you started rifling off names that, you know, come on, dude, stop it with that. Yale, <laughs> Yale, come on. Okay. Okay. Um, you are, you are, you, you understand what you're doing and you are uh, articulating it well. And I wish you nothing but success uh, because you're on the right path. Um, and, uh, and I want nothing but that for you. So, uh, I enjoyed having you on. No, I appreciate that, Mark. And the reason I reached out to you is I think you've been a great voice in the industry. Thanks for sort of responding to my email. And I knew you'd be open to, you know, my initial message of saying, Hey, let's get some diversity. Let's get some, some different types of products into your, into your programming here. Uh, and I knew you would be so enthusiastic about that. So that's why I, I, I am. I am. You know, a lot of people don't know on the back, like on my side, which I don't, you know, how much I just put it out there. And it is just one of those things. I think some are, you know, a little, um, a little bit more um, standoffish than others would be, right? So those that immediately come and then those that I've had to almost like, no, come on, let me get it. Let me get you on here. I have to pepper it a little bit. So I love that though. And I love that you did it. And I'm glad um, that we were able to get this done. And I'm going to get you one of these hats. Dude, you better, bro. I don't play around. I need to, okay? <laughs> All right. Cam you got that too, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it too, man, for sure. For sure. Cameron McCarthy, we're talking We Stock. Uh, give us the platform. Who's it for? What's it all about? Yeah, so I kind of did the opposite of Anshu. I've been in, I was in CPG for several years and then I kind of uh, pivoted over to tech to help CPG out. Uh, at a very high level, what we do here at WeStock is we actually make it super easy for customers to request their favorite products at their local stores. And we do this by streamlining the product request process for brands. So at any point when a brand engages with their consumers, whether it's their email list, their social media, or even in real time events, we can see where do those customers shop, what products of yours are they interested in, other data about that customer, and then we turn that into sales data for sales data and sales reporting for the brands, so that they can lead with data-driven conversations with these retail buyers around consumer demand around their product, not just hey, listen, I'm the 50th kombucha brand you've heard from this week. It's hey, Walmart, I've got 50 customers who want to see my product. I can tell you the exact 40 stores that they're at, and I can tell you the two to three SKUs that they're most interested in. So the best thing is we also bring it back. We notify the customers when the product hits the shelf, uh, which really helps with velocity and sell through. So we call it crowd stocking. It's all about getting the customer to rally behind the new brands. And the one thing that these brands do really well is build their online audiences. 
So we try to provide the great capture tools to show that demand, help them turn those online audiences into retail new, uh, into new retail sales. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, from the onset, I actually, you know, I just took a quick peek, but that, that's really cool. So again, uh, somebody goes online, uh, they talk about a particular product, let's say Anshu's product, right? It says, yeah. I really like it, um, gives a little review or, or you know, something, some yeah. comment about it. And then you try to stockpile that so that you have some data that you could sort of force feed to a retail partner. Correct. Yeah. So the last brand that I worked at before this, um, I started the job on a Monday. The Sunday we were actually on Shark Tank. We had a ton of demand for our product, but no way to show that demand to retail buyers except for a paper request form. And so we saw two things. One, it actually worked and we opened up a ton of accounts that way. Two, especially millennial and Gen Zers were like, you want me to do what? Like, there's no way I'm going to fill out a paper form, bring it into the store and like go through that hassle. So kind of think of us like open table where we would sit on Anshu's site we would then process the request and then we would feed all that data back into a report for you. So you can see all of your leads, all of your uh, prospecting for the week and your customers are basically opening up new accounts for you, telling you where they want to see the product. And then we keep all that customer contact information. So again, when you're on promotion, when you get into store, we notify and reward that customer to get them into the store and ensure that you have a successful product launch. Very cool. Nice. All right, Cameron, we stock. Anshu, the shot company, shot. There you go, shot, there you go. <laughs> Their info is right here. Great, great having you guys, be well, peace. Thanks so much, take Thanks care. So